are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Another good show for you today. Got a lot of stuff to cover. Some things in Bachelorette world. Big Brother last night. I think we have another blind side on our hands. The challenge was very interesting. F-Boy Island's final two episodes have dropped. I'll get to that momentarily in terms of what that means for today's other podcast. And got some pop culture news for you. We'll get to that momentarily. You know this podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share plus sex that you'll look forward to. Go to dameproducts.com and use code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your first order. Also, you got to go to Green Chef. It's the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135 and use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes. Plus, you get free shipping on your first box. That's Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's jump right into it with Bachelorette Talk, because yesterday in the Daily Roundup, we talked about Gabby and Rachel doing an interview and just kind of saying, like, look, I understand that you guys are seeing the drama and seeing us cry, but you got to understand, like, it's not because we're being pitted against each other. We were fine. It was just the stress of being on this show and obviously guys turning you down and stuff like that. But you got to remember, this stuff happened in April. Like, they're over it. And the show is what's making it seem that way, but I don't think they're being pitted against each other at all. But the show shoving that narrative down your throat, making you think they are. But they're really not. I even saw that there's a thing going around, I think it was on Instagram, where people are upset that when they show a shot of Rachel's guys, it says Team Rachel, and when they show a shot of Gabby's guys, it says Team Gabby, and that's like pitting them against each other. What? I don't... I, that's kind of an overreaction to me. I don't think that's a big deal to call them Team Rachel. They're there for Rachel. They're Rachel's guys. I mean, yeah, could you change it to Rachel's guys? Yes, but I don't think that's like some sort of slight that we're calling Rachel's guys Team Rachel and Gabby's guys Team Gabby. I don't see the big deal in that at all. And all you have to do is listen to them. They're not saying the show is pitting them against each other. Like, what did you take the words of the women that are actually involved in the show? <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They reacted, though, to Hayden's apology. They did an interview, and um, Gabby said, quote, I think there's lots of things to consider when people apologize on social media, especially, you know, in a public way after you've been outed on TV. So I think anyone can take that however they want, end quote. Very true. And like anybody's apology, whether it's written on Instagram, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on a blog, whatever the case may be, the apology is the apology. It's nice to get out there. Some are written better than others. Some are very well said. But in the end, what really matters is your actions after that, not what you wrote. Because if you write something and then do something completely different, who cares what you wrote? And yesterday, Hayden retweeted a story on or reposted a story on Instagram where somebody was saying that the editing team and James were the ones that set Hayden up. So, again, that pretty much 
eliminates his apology because he feels it was editing. And so why'd you apologize? If you felt it was editing, why'd you apologize? You might as well just stayed quiet and just literally just not even addressed the show and just gave us updates on Rambo because I think way more people are interested in what's going on in Rambo's life than in Hayden's life. There's another story in Bachelor Nation that has made the rounds because of things that have been posted on Instagram. And we'll talk about it very briefly because of the subject matter at hand. is pretty sensitive. I'm sure you've seen by now, if you don't know, multi-time podcast guest on this show and friend of mine, Jacqueline Trumbull, posted on Instagram the other day. She had posted some things over the last week or so that were, you know... If you read into it, you could be like something happened because she was set to get married in Portugal, I believe this past weekend. Well, she came out with an Instagram in the last couple of days where she was hinting at stuff that maybe stuff didn't go right or whatever. She finally came out and said on her Instagram that, um, you know, she had chosen not to go through with her marriage and their wedding in Portugal and thanked uh, the, the people that did show up and did travel out for that, but she had decided to not go through with it. As you know, Jacqueline's been on this podcast multiple times. I do consider her a friend. Uh, we text quite a bit when I have questions. And obviously I texted her to see how she was doing. Um, and we, you know, we had a good talk uh, about things and it's her story to share. It's not mine. Um, but let's not jump down people's throat on this again. I, you can have your opinions on, whether you like someone or not, but someone that literally just ended a a wedding that people had flown to another country for, I, I think that that's that's a lot to that's a lot of burden, and I, you know I'm sure that um, you know Jacqueline's not in a the greatest of spots right now. I mean, how could you be? You know, a relationship has lasted as long as she and Paul did, and then to have it and just to you know to call off a wedding. Um, that, that wasn't easy. And I know that she's dealing with it. So let her deal with it. There's no need to chime in and give your two cents about why you think this or why you think that or whatever. It doesn't help anybody. She doesn't care. I, I, Paul doesn't care. They don't need your opinions. You know, people ask for privacy in this moment, just let them have their privacy. But, um, I'm sure at some point Jacqueline is going to share, you know, stuff, that went on. I don't think she's going to go into, you know, detail for detail about their relationship and why it ended, but she does have a podcast that's currently on hiatus. So she will be back and I'm sure she'll talk about it. It might not be to your liking in terms of exactly what you want to hear, but that's her decision, not yours, but all my best goes out to Jacqueline. I've told her that. And, um, she knows she can contact me or vent to me or do whatever. Uh, because uh, she's always been good to me and she's always been a good friend. So um, she knows I'm here for her. I just hope you guys, you know, take it easy on someone who called off a wedding. It's not fun, I'm sure. Last night, actually, before we get to last night, an update, quick update on what's going on with my Achilles. <laughs> I got my x-ray back, of course, no structural damage. I could have told you that because there's nothing wrong with my bones. It's all in a ligament or a tendon that's either stretched, partially torn, or strained, something. Anyway, when they called me to tell me about my x-ray and showed it was negative, 
they did say that they had requested the MRI. And I'm like, okay. Now, when I met with the doctor two days ago, they had said, well, maybe we'll do an MRI on Monday. But now that they requested it yesterday, I was just like, can I just come in? Can I do a walk-in MRI? And they said, sure. So I got my MRI yesterday. I should be finding out today or latest tomorrow the actual diagnosis of what's going on. Uh, My boot should be arriving today as well. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Um, I haven't had an MRI in almost 20 years. I had one for my back when I was having back issues back in the early 2000s. And um, I forgot about MRIs. Now, I because it was on my you know, foot, I didn't have to go under that thing and get all claustrophobic. But why did I think that an MRI lasted like, I don't know, three or five minutes? I just thought they used a better camera with, you know, super high tech that can, that can show much more than an x-ray. I didn't realize it took 30 minutes. And I heard that's on the short end that most of them take 45 minutes. Wow. At least I didn't have to be under that thing. I mean, it went up to maybe the bottom of my shorts where they, you know, slid me into the machine, but my gosh, at least they gave me some headphones. I got to listen to top 40 music. That was good. But yeah, they just slid me under there and I was like, 30 minutes? How many pictures do you need? How do you need a thousand pictures? I get it. I I know it goes all the way around. It does a full, you know, take pictures from every freaking angle. I get it. I just didn't think that took 30 minutes to do. Just like, you know, click, 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 click. Let's go. On to the next patient. Guess that's why I'm not a doctor, because <laughs> I don't know shit. Big brother last night. I didn't like the power of veto competition. And I guarantee you all know why I didn't like it. Because it was dumb. It was corny. They used more sound effects when they add, when they took a bite of their psychedelic slop. I just thought that was silly. I, come on, give us a real challenge. I guess I'm just so spoiled by the actual challenge on MTV and CBS where they actually have to do interesting stuff and very hard, difficult, physical things along with incorporating some sort of mental activity in it, whether it's, you know, spelling something or answering a trivia question. I mean, the psychedelic slop, really? So dumb. Um... By all indications, <laughs> I mean, Nicole didn't see Amira getting blindsided last week. I think she's got another thing coming for her tonight because she seems completely oblivious and she thinks she's running the show. And, you know, same with Daniel. Like, I'm going to put Taylor and Nicole up there and we're finally getting Taylor out of this. And Nicole's like, Taylor dug her own grave. and It does not look good for Nicole tonight. And, you know, in real time, Power Veto Competitions happens on Friday. Nominations happen on Monday. And then the eviction is on Thursday. So it is interesting to note that once the Power Veto nominations are locked in, there's three days that go by before they actually vote. So I guess that's why over the years maybe stuff has changed because you have three days to start swaying people. But I don't think Taylor is leaving tonight unless she has done something over the last three days that has pissed somebody off or tried to pull something sneaky or actually blew her cover, 
because she has to act for the last three days that she thinks she's going home. Because if she doesn't, that's going to tip off somebody, and that could start a chain reaction. But boy, Nicole is completely out of the blue, out in the uh, left out in the dark in this one because she's probably getting booted tonight, and it's going to be a very overwhelming majority. And she's going to sit next to Julie and be like, I have no idea what happened. And Julie's going to tell her about the leftover alliance. And she, her answer should be, wow, just like Amira. Wow, they got me. I had no idea. But the leftover alliance plan worked to perfection. So I can't imagine they would blow it up over something that even Taylor says or does. Be really stupid to get your plan worked to perfection and then not vote Nicole out. So it looks like that's where we're headed tonight. The challenge last night, I got to say this. I don't do puzzles. Like, I just don't do it on my phone. I haven't done a puzzle since, like, I don't know, when I played Tetris on Nintendo. Like, that's kind of puzzly, right? When you have to fit shapes in a certain way. I don't know if I'd ever be good on the challenge. Not that I'm going to go on the challenge. I'm 47 years old. They're not going to ask me to go on the challenge. But when I watch this show, I'm always like, okay, could I do this? Could I do that? Physically, I could do the swimming part, but I don't think I'd be good at the puzzle stuff. I could memorize numbers. That's easy. But I think I would suck at all puzzles just because I don't do them. Now, if I knew I was going to be on a show where puzzles were a big thing, I would be downloading all sorts of puzzles and looking back at past seasons on what type of puzzles to do. Like, But I'm just saying, if I were thrown on that show, I would be terrible at puzzles. I just don't do them. So, and look, I'm sure Cinco and Aza are great competitors and they certainly gave a good effort, but they were terrible in both competitions last night. They were terrible in the swimming one and they were even worse in the arena. Like by far the worst team that we've seen participate in either a challenge or an arena event this season. Cause that just wasn't good at all. Brutal. I don't really know what Tyson was thinking, putting Sarah in. I get that he heard that Ben was throwing his name around, but not a smart thing to do. Why would you throw any of your survivor people in when you had other teams there that you literally could have thrown in and it wouldn't have been any blood on your hands? That just didn't make a lot of sense. Sarah obviously has a thing now for Tyson and is going to come after him. And deservedly so. I mean, I just, I don't understand the thought process behind putting, I know Leo wasn't good in certain competitions and someone, people seem to think that he's just a jokester and stuff like that. And they finished what, ninth or 10th in the challenge part, but still it was not a smart move to put Leo and Sarah in, especially when we know that Sarah is just one of the beasts for the women on that show, if not the best women performer on that show. The woman won Survivor. Like, you don't think she's going to do well on this show? Of course she is. Yeah, that was... Didn't really understand that one. Now, F-Boy Island. The final two episodes have dropped on HBO Max. I know it's right now. You're listening to this. If you're listening to this right when it posts, it's around 9 a.m. Eastern time. I don't know if you've watched the final two episodes, but I am going to talk a little bit about it in the next couple of minutes. So if you do not want to know what happens on the final two episodes of F-Boy Island, fast forward for the next minute or two just to be safe. You ready? I'm going to count you down. Three, two, one. Okay. 
as for the F Boy Island, if you've seen it, I hope you loved it. I did. I thought I thought Tamara's doing that turned the show on its head. That to me was a Nick Peterson Bachelor Pad three moment. Where now what could you possibly do on this show that's gonna top what Tamaris did? Unless you change the format again. Now, granted, we did not know, and nobody knew going into the final two episodes that they were going to give the women the option to leave with $100,000 themselves. And then once the first two women chose F-Boy and F-Boys and those guys split, I was like, you know what? I guarantee, like, it wasn't until seconds before, but I was like, oh, Tamaris is going to choose herself. It's That's just, they've got a great ending if she does. And I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I'm really interested. Now, granted, like I said, when I'm recording this right now, I, I'm not seeing any reaction because it's technically not even, yeah, it's not even up yet on HBO Max. I'm really interested to see where people fall on Tamaris's decision to choose herself and take the hundred grand and, and dump Casey and dump Nico. I, I think it's like the bossiest move ever. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's a total women empowerment thing. I hope she gets applauded for that. I hope people aren't. Casey's a fuckboy. He could call himself a nice guy. The guy's been on the show two years in a row and finished, like, you really feel sorry for that guy? Now, the other thing you need to do is listen to the podcast. Remember I told you I recorded with them on Tuesday with Mia, Tamaris, and um, Louise. That is actually going to run. I thought I was going to run it Friday morning. I asked F-Boy if I could post it earlier, and they said yes. So it's going up at 6 p.m. Eastern time today. You are going to hear Louise, Mia, and Tamaris, and they're going to talk about everything that went down, everything that went into their decisions, why they did what they did, and you are going to get an exclusive. I think I'm, I think I'm going to be one of the first ones that's going to be allowed to release today. You're going to get an exclusive of where they're at in their relationships since the show ended. So check that out. It's going to be up at 6 p.m. Eastern time today. F-Boy Island, my Thursday podcast with the three leads from this season. You don't want to miss it. That was a Bafo finale. I absolutely loved it, and I thought Tamaris's decision was so cool and was such a great ending to that show to where I don't even know what you do on season three now to top that ending. I really don't. I think the only thing that you can do, and I actually spoke to Tamaris about this, is maybe dump the guy's reveal in episode six. They've done it the first two seasons where halfway through the season, the guys tell the women, I'm an F-boy or I'm a nice guy. Maybe you just leave that out of it, and the women have to get to the end, and they really have to guess in their head, is this guy a nice guy or an F-boy, and they have the opportunity to get screwed over because the guy, if they choose an F-boy, he might take the money. But the first two seasons, if you haven't noticed, have protected the the women um, more so than the guys. You know, Garrett thought he won something, and they're like, nope, fuck you. you got to give the money to Sarah's charity. They've always done anything, and, and this season – Going into that finale, you knew Mia was choosing an F-boy because she only had two left. They threw that in there. to That protects their leads because it gives them the opportunity to not walk away empty-handed. And Tamaris didn't. And the other two women got fifty grand out of it because Peter and Mercedes chose to split. So good for them. I just think this is... Uh, <laughs> I loved the finale. I really did. I thought it was great. And now I'm just like trying to figure out if I were a producer on that show... What would my thing be next season? And how would I do anything to top what just happened? Because I thought Tamaris knocked it out of the park with the way that show ended. And the best part was it ended with, it was almost like a murder mystery. Like Scooby-Doo, at the end of Scooby-Doo, they pull the 
the mask off the guy, and they said, oh, no, it's Mr. Burns, the librarian. And then they kind of talk about the things that happened that led you to like, oh, yeah, that's why he was the one that did it. I love the fact that they did flashbacks with Tamaris, having her tell Nico in a conversation, you know, what motivates you? Money. Telling Asante, oh, yeah, I cheated before in the past. Telling Nico, I've, I've had my F-girl phase. Like, it was all there. It was great. She had laid out it for anybody, and then it was like, she comes to the ending. It's like, it's not like I didn't warn them. And, yeah, great ending. I loved it. Um, I hope you did, too. So check that out today at 6 o'clock. I'm going to be posting uh, my Thursday podcast with the women from F-Boy Island. So that'll do it for today's Daily Roundup. That F-Boy stuff took the last four minutes, so sorry for anybody who was fast-forwarding and just had to keep fast-forwarding. But now you're at the end, and we will be back tomorrow. But again, like I said, don't forget, 6 p.m. Eastern time today, the podcast is going up with the three women from F-Boy Island, and they talk about their decisions, and they give you an update, an exclusive, on where they're at with their guys. So... Thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. I'm Reality Steve. I'll be back tomorrow, and we will talk to you then. See you!